0: that it is time for faith and life to connect here on
1: rise fm and on the podcast network at risefmohio.com. i'm scott here with tom the king of the cranium from heritage christian counseling ministries back with another edition of the session
0: yes how are you hey i'm good i'm good So Tom just
1: went on a cruise. So if suddenly he starts, it sounds like he's swaying in the microphone from side to (laughs) side. That he's still recovering. But today we're going to talk about something I don't think we have ever really discussed before. Throughout the session, we've talked about children, we've talked about teens, we've talked about young marrieds, we've talked about families, but I don't know that we've ever talked about you and I, right, senior (laughs) citizens. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about. Counseling seniors. That's right, but we need to nap
0: first, Scott. Yeah, we,
1: but we need to take a nap. We'll be back in 15. Uh, so we're going to talk about that some today, and maybe this will help you if you've got aging parents and you're starting to see some issues that, you know, you're like, well, what do we do with this? You know, maybe we can help you with some information today. So before we dive in, Tom, we dive to God's Word.
0: Well, and let's do that, Scott, out of Isaiah 46 and verse 4 even to your old age and gray hairs. I am he. I can relate. Yes. <laughs> I am he who will sustain you. Praise the Lord for that. Mm-hmm. That he says he will. I have made you and I will carry you. Praise the Lord again. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yes.
1: That's great to remember as we get gray hairs and in our old age. I was I kind of picture God as a big flowing mane of white hair.
0: Oh yeah. I, Well, white is such a prominent part of eternity, I think, when you think about the light and how light things are, and people who talk about having had afterlife experiences and came back to life, they talk about the bright light that they see, and so it could very well be white. I've always kind of related gray hair
1: and white hair with not just age, but with a wisdom. Yes. That there should be a wisdom, and I guess that's maybe why I do that. All right, so we're going to talk about what Tom deals with, you know things that you can think about from counseling seniors. and this first one is about the caregiver instead right. of the the person, the senior. let's talk about the person
0: who's caring for the senior. and that is so important because when that becomes a twenty four seven operation and procedure, where and how does the caregiver get regenerated? That is so critically important. They're giving, and they're giving, and they're giving, and if you don't put anything back in the tank, then what do you have? Right. And I'm watching, I'm watching a really good friend of mine go through
1: this with his mother and father-in-law. Uh-huh. They have, Bob actually built a wing onto their house uh-huh. for them. Right. And now his wife is taking care of them 24-7. Wow. And it's gotten bad enough that they now have, over father-in-law's objections, brought in daily help.
0: Well, yes. To to care, because Kathy just couldn't keep up with it anymore. Well, it reaches that point. And so when you get there, you know this needs to be done, but you literally don't have the strength to do it. Right. And so we want to talk about taking care of the caregiver. Support for it is vitally important. It's a priority. It has to be. The caregiver should have help and time to recover from it. The last several months, going back into the late fall, My mother-in-law was in that position, and Kathy, my wife, took care of her. And there were points where Kathy would call for me to come help. Her mom was living in our house because she literally couldn't pick her up. She was just out of strength or to help her get up. And it is hard. So what happens to the caregiver if we don't take care of the caregiver? Well, how did you get Kathy those respites?
1: Well, what did that it, look like when you're caring for her 24-7 like you were?
0: Right. I, I was brainstorming with her any and every possibility. Well, thankfully, her sister, my sister-in-law, came and did some pinch hitting for Kathy. I think we ended up, our granddaughter in Austin had a really important role in a community play. And Kathy really wanted to see it, so we flew down for the weekend to see it, and her sister stayed with her mom during that time. It was definitely difficult. Coming back, Kathy knew what she was facing, but she also had 48 hours or so where she could relax and do something that was really important to her. And And, change,
1: and change her focus. Yeah. Change her mind, focus on the grandkids.
0: Right. And wanting to do so much for her mom And knowing that it was not going to be long before her mom was gone, she was continuing to go downhill. That made it so difficult. Right. Because she wanted to help, but she couldn't. And you got to remember when we're talking about
1: the caregiver, it's not just the physical drain, but there's an emotional drain of watching mom go. And that's true. It is so difficult. Yeah, and you know it's going, and you Mm -hmm. know that's happening. Then there's the mental stress of that. Right. And we've talked about it, you know, the anxiety and mental stress before. And then there's the spiritual aspect of it, too. You know, I know with my dad, it made it easier for me. Mm -hmm. When he made a profession of faith, it was like a weight was lifted and I could back off and be more comfortable in watching him pass.
0: Yeah, because you could feel good about it. Kathy's mom definitely knew the Lord. It was wonderful. And in fact, in the last hour, Kathy was singing Jesus Loves Me with her mom. Oh, it was so touching. Yes. I
1: have heard so many stories of people that have been sitting and singing together. Mm-hmm. So I've I've heard stories of people having the radio on and a favorite right. song just comes on at that right time and they sing it together. And mom would pass while the song was playing, that kind of
0: thing. And it was it's powerful. Yeah, it was. She felt good about it. The emotional part was so challenging, and so there again is why we want to honor and prioritize. The caregiver, because the emotional drain as well is so heavy. Kathy and her mom were very close, and her mom, believe it or not, if we go clear back into our teen years, believed in me, and was very supportive of our early start at marriage. We got married really young. Well, praise the Lord. Yeah, if we're going to hit fifty years, and we'll still have a lot of vitality in us and life in us, and an energy to uh, celebrate it i well, think and,
1: and it's very nice of your mom to support your marriage while you're in the playground on third in third grade <laughs> that was very nice of her very west virginia of her maybe <laughs> anyway <laughs> so we're talking about caring for our seniors yeah. uh parents and counseling and you know we talk about it in terms of you know like when parents are 80 90 years old but let's go back and Let's kind of start from the beginning of that when there you know my dad had a hard time my mom a harder time with this whole retirement thing. Yeah. Have you had uh have you had people in counseling in session where you're dealing with this idea of Tom I don't know how I'm going to handle retirement. Right. I've been doing this and doing this and doing this for 40 years and now I'm supposed to do nothing? Right. There there's a level of anxiety that goes with that,
0: isn't there? There is. What I think is important and what I have actually enjoyed doing is facilitating their thinking with them, helping them be visionaries and to look into the future of what, what would you like to do? That's such an important question that we ask in the clinical world. Well, what would you like to see happen? Well, you know, I've always had a dream to do this or this. And for me, as an example, someday, (laughs) someday. You want to own your own golf course. Okay, moving on. (laughs) Believe it or not, this might sound shocking, but I really want to do more writing Can't no, you? that
1: doesn't surprise me a bit
0: <laughs> because I see that you do you do
1: that post on Facebook every day right, and you've you know all the stuff that you've read over the years, you've gotten yeah. so many experiences right God's done so many things, there could easily be a Tom Russell parenting book in there,
0: yes, easily, yeah, and we would probably entitle it. The celebration Celebration of success. success. We got it in. (laughs) Way to go. Yeah. Uh, There we go. And so Kathy and I talked about, you know, the potential to host our own marriage retreats. Kathy's really great about the whole detail thing. And, you know, I have a lot of input into what we talked about and what we did during the retreat. So those are some of our vision. But to help some of our clients look into their future and think about what that would look like for them. It's really good because I'm not so sure being alone or being idle and sitting on their hands watching uh, either Home and Garden Channel or ESPN, depending on which gender (laughs) we're talking about all day, is not necessarily an answer that anybody's looking at.
1: You know, I kind of, as I was listening to you, I'm remembering, you know, all our conversations about goal setting. Yeah. And it's always been, you know, the goals of the of the day, the week, the month, the year, right. and then a big picture goal. I can imagine there there might be folks that are thinking, okay, I'm going to retire. I don't need to worry about that anymore. Mm-hmm. But really goal setting in your
0: golden years absolutely can
1: be just as important, really.
0: Oh, yeah. And it helps shape and guide your retirement. So you have some direction. You kind of just find a new purpose.
1: Yeah. You know, for you, yeah. it's writing. For me, it's, I've got two <laughs> things I want to do. I want to be able to get up in the morning, sit on the back patio when it's, when you're able to, <laughs> with my nice hot Earl Grey tea, uh-huh. and read my Civil War books. There. I've got an entire library of books that I haven't been able to read. Oh, wow. The second thing is to try and go see some sight, see some battlefields. Uh-huh. And Sherry and I
0: have talked about that, and she seems to be willing to honor me and travel with me to do some of those. Well, and that's awesome. And, you know, Kathy and I have probably shared this before. One of our retirement goals, too, is we were going to buy an RV <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... and park it in our children's driveway for six weeks at a time. <laughs> there you go.
1: Yeah, that that scares them to death. <laughs> I shared that with somebody. I told somebody that the other day, and they said, you know what? That's not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Look what we've done. We have yeah. we have contributed, Tom. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. So let's
1: talk about another phase yeah. of this with our with seniors as they get older and maybe you're especially dean leading with this if you've got aging parents, and that's health issues. You know, Definitely. maybe they're they're getting older and some of those you know, those aches and pains are becoming a little bit more pronounced, a little bit more severe. Maybe other things have popped up and you know they're having to deal with those medical issues and there are some folks that were incredibly active, right,
0: and now they're not. Right. And that can be hard for some seniors to handle. And I would encourage them to be active as best as they can. And one of the things about age is that we probably should have gotten the extended warranties. <laughs> Yeah, this is one of those. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, right. (laughs) Because they wear out, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those folks, when they call you on the phone, they're more worried about your auto uh, warranty than they are, you know, anything else. Well, we should have somebody with about the warranty for us. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Some of the aches and pains at this age, I try to separate. Is it just unique to me, or is this because... I am getting up in the years, yeah, and so there's a concern there, right? And it's okay for par- for if you've got older
1: parents that are, let's say, in their late seventies, right. early eighties, and you start to notice health issues, right? Make sure you hey get them looked at, Yes. And don't let them tell you, "I don't need to go. I ain't seen the doctor in forty years." Uh, yeah, oh you know? yeah, and look how you're feeling now, mom. No, right? You know, so that that's okay, and you know. It, Just as a a quick aside, you know, sitting down for counseling is not a bad idea when parents are struggling with, okay, how do I handle this now? Or for the kids as they're handling, how do we deal with mom when she doesn't want to go to the doctor, she doesn't want to get up and do anything? Yeah. You Mm -hmm. know, can you help provide that kind of guidance for bringing in maybe mom and son together and – Talking them through that senior That's stuff. That's
0: exactly what should happen. And the communica- help the facilitate the communication there is huge. To help them understand that our investment in ourselves is the dividends are also the benefits go to our children and our families. Taking care of ourselves so that we're here longer for our families and to be able to enjoy our families is really wonderful. and. You know, we're coming up on that and Kathy and I with our grandchildren and taking care of ourselves so that we have some energy to give to go see the plays of our granddaughter or the basketball games of our grandson or the golf of some of our grandsons imagine that oh you haven't <laughs> oh no <laughs>
1: Boy, now a, <laughs> well, I guess you're going to pass down, you know, the apple doesn't far, far, fall far from the tree. <laughs> it's
0: third generation. The Russell
1: men, yeah, yes. that's exactly right. So on the session today, we're talking about dealing with our, our senior parents, and, and I'm going to take you down your rabbit hole. Please. We haven't gotten there, um, so let's kind of start, as we start winding up a little bit, when, let's say we're dealing with a situation like, well, like you had with, with your mother-in-law, and father-in-law passes away, now mom's alone. Yeah, this is Bob and Kathy's situation too. Um, a spouse passes away. This other, the other spouse is left alone and really can't care for themselves. You know, they need each other. And now there's just one. Um, have you had some times where some moms, some parents have come in and they're like, what do I do? Now I'm a widower. Yeah. You know, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm, I've lived with this person for 60 years and I can't handle being,
0: being by myself. So they come in and they want to be able to talk about it. They want someone that they can count on, something that's safe, just like maybe their marriage was. And so they come in and discuss future things. And you know, in that situation, as an example, when you lose someone significant like that, some people and some writers would say you don't make any major decisions for the first year, because the likelihood is you'll be impulsive in them. So that individual can come in and talk about it to validate that they have these concerns, but let's give some time. Let's talk about healing first. We can't lose sight of the fact that the grieving process would be so important. And to lose a spouse can be one of the most devastating things. When you think about out of Ecclesiastes, the threefold court, you're one with them. You're so close and all of a sudden they're gone. They do need help.
1: All of a sudden, that cord's a little loose. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's fraying significantly.
1: Right now, my mom, and and maybe you saw this with your mother-in-law too, or with your folks back before they passed. Things have happened in my at the, at the house. Okay, the house survived Hurricane Ian with some damage, and mom has been hesitant to spend a lot of money. Uh huh. And she and I keep saying, "Mom, why don't you fix that?" Or, mm-hmm. "Mom, what are you going to do with this?" Well, I don't know if I want to do that because that's your—that's your and Lorraine's money. Mm-hmm. No, Mom, it's your money. It's right. your house. Right. Make it the way you want it. Right. I'll Lorraine and I deal with that when that time comes. You no. make this house comfortable for you. Absolutely. And she's like, "Well, Mom, yeah, <laughs> don't make me come down there." <laughs> <laughs> oh, the shoes on the other foot now. <laughs>
0: And she's like, oh, just hush. (laughs) (laughs) I did go through that with my mom after my dad passed and we're sitting in her living room just outside of Tampa, Florida. And she's like, I think I want to get new living room carpet, but I don't know if I should. And I don't know if your dad would be okay with that. Mom, dad isn't here. I promise you he's not going to be upset (laughs) by this. You want carpet? It's your money again. Get Do the it carpet. Yeah, get the carpet. Yeah. And it was just difficult. The transition was very difficult yeah. there.
1: All right, last thing we're going to cover today, the six common strategies that older people can adopt to lead a healthy lifestyle. And I think these all are just – I'm seeing these in my own life right now at 63. Yeah. You know, the need for this seems to be more than it was when I was 43 or 23.
0: Yeah, or 53. And they're yeah. harder –
1: now right than they were then
0: they are and they still are important and i am been a member of the why kathy and i on various levels since our early 40s and i've watched and we think boy those folks are pretty old I remember when they came in, they didn't have that air. They're doing water aerobics like that, and that's exercise? I mean, that was back in the early 40s. Right. Now we're doing those things. <laughs> we're going, oh, no, I don't. Now I get it. Yeah, I don't participate in the water aerobics, but I do go in and swim, and the whole thing there is, too, if you stay at it, then you're going to have a higher degree of health in the later years. And to me, so far, it's been a great investment. With the health issues and the crises that I went through, I had been regularly lap swimming and working on cardio for years, when the first one happened and the next several happened. And I honestly believe it made a major difference in my recovery, outside of our God, and and I thank Him every day for saving my life on a number of occasions with these health issues. I did my part of exercise. The why or some like um, weightlifting gyms. Some of you that are hearing this or live in this Sunbelt, and you can walk on a regular basis. You play pickleball. Yes.
1: I want to learn how to play I'm getting the pickleball bug, and I don't know what to do with it.
0: Oh, well, you might want to learn it. Then you can teach me, Scott. I got,
1: I got to find somewhere that has pickleball. Yeah. Because that seems to be like a Sunbelt thing.
0: Yes, they had it on our cruise, but it was outside up near the front of the ship.
1: <laughs> <laughs> see, I just don't understand. How do you you hit a ball, and if a gust of
0: wind gets it, it it's shark food. That's I don't right, know. that's right. We'll, we'll, we'll see the dolphins jumping up and snatching them out of the air. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right six common strategies yeah uh, and they're just as important really for us in our younger years as our seniors but especially now right for the seniors first of all water exercises we were just talking about that the swimming you know the what the aerobics and that kind of stuff are things that can be helpful that all right tom <laughs> look i became a dj for two reasons Mm -hmm. one i can't sing okay two i can't dance right the safest place for me and for everybody concerned is to be behind the console (laughs) and now you're putting down here dancing as a strategy to adopt a healthy
0: lifestyle and that's true scott so okay five out of six isn't bad (laughs) hey i'm right there with you i guess one of the reasons why it could be good is laughing it's such a good endorphin producer. Okay, there's another one of those words. Yeah, I know. Okay. You
1: you've got to get an orphan out every time. That's just <laughs> the way it is.
0: But so the laughing then helps you feel better, and dancing would certainly produce. Got that right. The laughing.
1: Yeah. I did yeah. make sure I take my daughter's phone away from her first.
0: Oh, she would record it
1: to wind up on Facebook. <laughs> that just wouldn't go well for anybody concerned. Yes. All right. Now I do I do see this one a lot, fast walking. Yes. Not jogging, we're not talking about running, just a nice healthy pace in a walk. That's what Sherry likes to do.
0: Hey, if I can make progress right now, that's fast. <laughs> <laughs> if you can get from the car to the door, you're alright. Yeah. Historically, when we would be out walking, I would be walking faster than than Cassie and she'd be like, "Wait up for me, will you?" And and you know, I would. Well, after breaking my leg and dislocating my hip, now it's the other way around. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute, I'll be there in a minute. She's up there doing circles, you know, waiting for me to catch up with her. And yep. Yeah. Yep, remember
1: it well. All right, last one, cycling. This is one I have actually wanted to get started on, too, and see if, if it will help my hips.
0: Yeah. Well, with my hip, we have a stationary bike now at our house. That every other night I get on it and it does not bother my hip at all. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We I,
1: have a bike trail through the subdivision and out uh-huh. around the town we live in. And I've thought about that maybe a spring and summer thing is to get that bike back out and get myself moving again.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah. And so if I get up over three or four minutes, I'm not sure if it'll hurt, but <laughs> <no>. <laughs> they, they really can be good. And I would just encourage also, and I said this to me too, that. You want to wear a helmet when you do it.
1: Yeah, and some localities actually have a law that you have to ride with a helmet. That would be good. Yeah,
0: but, but you can ride your motorcycle without it.
1: Yeah. What's it? I I know right? Oh my gosh! I know, but we you know just to be an example for Allison, I will go buy a helmet and mm. we'll have a helmet on. Yeah. No, I really don't want to. <laughs> But anyway, yeah. that's just me being the rebel. <laughs> All right, so Tom, yes. as we wrap it up today, you know, maybe some, you know, you've been listening today and you're like, yeah, I'm going through that with mom. I'm going through it with dad. I'm going through it with uncle. Um, and sitting down with a counselor like Tom would be very helpful to maybe sort out next steps or good strategies and that kind of thing. How can I get hold of you start a conversation? Well, I can
0: be reached at heritagechristiancounselingministries.com.